0: It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT365, or should I say, what's up, friends? Welcome back to another scary episode of NFT365. Or maybe it's just a delirious episode of 365, because we've been doing this damn podcast day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute. Well, yeah, okay, I'm a millennial. I can turn anything into a, a song throwback. But thanks, everybody, for jumping in. Uh, I am recording this on a trick-or-treat, rainy Halloween day evening. Uh woke up to a very beautiful orange sky this morning, which I thought, you know what? It's going to be a great week. And then it just decided to rain and raining on Halloween, my my poor daughters got all their makeup and outfits ready, and then they were under a jacket and under an umbrella. But such is life, and such is life in Web 3. And so I thought we would, you know, that for this episode, we could go with like the tricks and the treats of NFTs. We could go the scary idea of making money online through speculation and Cryptocurrency, funny money, monopoly money, but I thought it would actually be fun to kind of, you know, just take a moment to appreciate each and every one of you that have actually jumped into Web3 and figured out your way through the corn maze that is Web three NFTs, and no, I'm not talking about the corn that is on TikTok. That's a different kind of corn that's usually associated with OnlyFans. But I'm talking about the the maze and the the really all of the different scary components of this Web three NFT world. Because let's face it, my friends, it's not easy. The idea, I mean, let, let's just think of it, the basics of the scary approach of what it takes to buy a single freaking nft so like my kids going up to trick-or-treat they walk up to the house they say trick-or-treat they better say please or they're going to hear it from me but they usually say trick-or-treat please and then they always get a treat right i don't even know why the trick part exists no one's given my kids like a deck of cards or some kind of trick uh that is out there but for the most part they get a treat they turn around but it's not that easy to buy an nft Because let's face it, what does it take to buy an NFT even today on this day? Well, first of all, you have to understand what the hell an NFT is, which let's just face it, that might be the scariest part of this whole damn thing is figuring out how to understand NFTs before you ever buy one. Because for me, it's easy. If you've already had your aha moment in NFTs, this space, you're willing to be a little bit more... um, daring. You're willing to you know move crypto around. But let's think about it from that scary approach of your very first time buying an NFT. Well, first of all, you have to figure out, is it on a blockchain is cryptocurrency the same thing as Bitcoin? But if I own Bitcoin, how do I get things into Ethereum? And is this on Ethereum? And am I minting an NFT or am I buying an NFT? And then you're like, okay, I think I'm going to mint an NFT before it comes out. And then you're like, well, how do I figure out when, what day is it minting? And we usually tell you, well, go to the official links in their Twitter account. And you're like, oh shit, I got to create a Twitter account? Now they have to create a Twitter account. You create a Twitter account and you're like, oh, in the official links, it's going to tell you to go to the Discord. And then you're like, wait, what the hell is Discord? And we're like, don't worry, we all hate Discord, but we're going to make you get into Discord because, well, that's kind of what we do. Uh, and then you're like, wait, I have to create an account for Discord? And then you get in the Discord And the first thing you see is one channel that just says verify me and you just sit there and stare at it because it's scary and it looks like this really foreign platform that you've never seen before. And then somehow you click on it and then it tells you to click this little emoji underneath because there's no other platform that does that and that seems natural and easy. And you click it and it tells you turn off your direct messages because people are going to steal your money in your direct messages. So then you're like, oh shit, I got to turn off these direct messages. And you turn off your direct messages. You go back to that channel It tells you to verify your account and it says it's going to send you something in direct messages. And you're like, wait a second, did I not just turn off my direct messages because that's where I'm going to get scammed in my direct messages? So then you go back and you turn on your direct messages and then you hit the verify button and then all hell breaks loose because you went from one channel that said verify here to 5,441 other channels that all have different code names with like like some of them have like a a, a hashtag sign uh, or a pound sign, I guess is what it would be uh, for the, you know, the real thing. Some of them have like a megaphone and all you want to know is what link do I click to buy a damn NFT? And then you click the link and you're like, Oh, thank God I got to the website and the website says connect your wallet. And you're like, connect my wallet. I just want to send my Bitcoin cryptocurrency to this place so that I get one of these pictures that people are telling me about. And then the scary unknown is you go connect my wallet. Oh crap. Now it's that MetaMask Coinbase thing uh, on the Bit, the Binance FTX platform. And so then you have to figure out, okay, well, I don't need a MetaMask because I put my money into Coinbase. But little do you know that that's just an exchange and you need to take your crypto from your exchange and and move it into your MetaMask. But before you do that, hold on, there's a scary thing of you better convert it from whatever crypto it is in at the moment on your exchange into the crypto you need because Lord help you if you try to do that inside of your wallet. So now you're inside of an exchange figuring out how to get your bank money over to your, your cryptocurrency, and then it pops up and tells you it's a seven-day wait for you to actually uh, move your money from your bank into your account. And you know what you probably do? you probably say, F these treats, this is a big trick, I'm done. And I say all that because I think we we often like, we almost block it out. It's almost like we want to have amnesia to what exists to get us into this wild space full of lots of tricks and some would argue many treats as well. With all that being said, let's let's say that person now is onboarded, right? And they're into this scary unknown of they now have their exchange set up, they now have their MetaMask wallet, they now have a Twitter account. How have, how how is gonna break loose because Elon owns that now? A Rumor has that he's bringing back Vine, uh, to the world. Which you know I have a bunch of Vine swag and a bunch of Vine followers. I don't know if he's gonna give me my Vine followers back. Maybe he'll give us our Vine followers back on Mars. Uh, when he's you know, taking us there in his, uh, in his spaceship. But now we're on Twitter. We have our Discord account. We, we click back on the link. We now know that we have enough Ethereum in our MetaMask wallet to buy the NFT. We say connect our wallet. And then a pop-up comes up that has red writing and bold things and says, do not click this button if you do not know what you are clicking on. I mean, holy shit. Just think about this alone the pop-up button, the pop-up window to buy an nft is a scary it's a scary thing if you know what you're doing. It's sure as hell an extra scary thing because here's here's the other funny part about this space my friends. When else do we click something on a pop-up? I don't know about you, but before I got into web3, every pop-up that's ever been presented to me in my entire life I hated. Every single one, because it's like, oh, God, it's another ad. It's an email opt-in. It's for me. They want me to give me my firstborn child, my blood type, and they're going to give me 10% off. And then once I give them that, they're going to give me an additional 10% off because they want to get me signed up for their their SMS numbers because, you know, we all need more text messages before uh, anything else. And then, I mean... Now, now, I mean, so now we have to like deal with this pop-up, right? So now we're clicking this pop-up and it's telling us like how much it's going to charge us. And there's like this gas fee and then we're reading all of this. And the whole time we're reading it, the numbers keep changing. Like how much it costs us keep changing. And all of a sudden the numbers are going up and you're like, oh crap, now I'm scared not to click this button. Is this going to cost me even more gas? And then all of a sudden the money goes down and you're like, wait a second, why, why is the gas prices fluctuating? And, uh, and are we going to teach people what "guai" means? No. I mean, let's be real. That's <laughs> that's a scary mystery for me. I I really feel like whoever figures out "guai" is the same person that figures out the Instagram algorithm. Like, I think it's a monkey in the back uh, of some shop in California, and he has a bunch of levers, and he just runs around and pushes the, the levers up and down, and that's what happens with our algorithm on Instagram. I also think sometimes that's what happens with "guai" because I woke up this morning; it was just a Monday. Yes, there's some news about some interest rates, and you know we're not in a res- half of the aisle in the United States says we're not in a recession. The other half of the of the aisle says that we're denying that we are in a recession. But all I know is that when I went to go click something this morning, GUI was in the 70s, and then it was in the 90s, and I was like, "What the GUI is going on here?" Right? It's, it's a whole other world. But I digress. Back to this idea of this first person buying their NFT. Now they have the pop up. They click the button that says "Sign." And then all of a sudden, the pop up goes away. And they're staring at a screen. And all of a sudden, they realize that their money is gone. Their crypto is gone. And on the screen, it says, Congratulations. View it on OpenSea if you want to see what you bought. And now you're like, Wait a second. View it on OpenSea? What the hell is an OpenSea? And why do I have to go there? I just bought it on your damn website. You just took all of my cryptocurrency, and people have told me not to trust other links and buttons. And there's all these scams and crypto. And I get an Instagram DM all the time where people are telling me to buy things. And friends, if you got an Instagram DM for me, I apologize. I've had three spammers that have taken over, uh, created accounts that look like me. One of them, I Social Phase, they took the N out of my last name. Another one is I Social Fanzo, which kudos to them. That was pretty clever. Um, mine is ISOcial fans with a Z or a Z at the end. But if I promise you, if you get a message from me that asks about your crypto portfolio or how your investments are going, I want you to go up and hit report and block because I can guarantee you those that terminology is not coming out of my mouth, especially in direct messages. But I digress. Back to this person that just spent all of their crypto in this scary world that is Web3. And now they're like, crap, I got to go over to OpenSea. And then they go over to OpenSea.io. Well, first of all, they don't go to OpenSea.io. Let's be real. It tells you to go to OpenSea. You put OpenSea and you go to OpenSea.com. Has anybody been to OpenSea.com? It's not redirected to OpenSea.io. I'm just going to put that out there for you. So then people have to Google OpenSea. And then they, they're like, OpenSea NFTs. And then they click on the button and then it says, we, you need to sign your wallet to view and to give authorization to OpenSea. Well, now it's that other scary pop-up again. And you're like, wait, sign my wallet to OpenSea? I thought I just bought this NFT. I don't want to sign shit. Like, it already took my money. But we, we know in Web3 you have to sign because that's our you know, single sign-on. So then maybe they, they do click that button. And now they're in sea. Oh, they made it. And now they look at it and they say, wait a second. They think they got scammed because the scary thing is they've been told about rarities. They've been told about how unique their NFTs are and how cool everybody's you know, little monkey photos are. But they see the same exact fixture on every single NFT in a collection. And they're like, oh, no. I bought the wrong thing. I was supposed to get this picture. So then they jump back over to Twitter, and they're like, wait a second. Twitter is not where the information is. It's in that scary thing called Discord. So they jump back in the Discord, and on Discord it says, sorry, the reveal hasn't been announced yet. And people are like, wait a second, you're telling me I just bought something for hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars, on a scary website with a scary pop-up that made me go to this scary place named OpenSea, and now I go find out that I don't even get to see what the hell I bought until an undisclosed day? Hey, Utes, by the way, a reveal day would be nice for all of us that hold a Utes. I don't even know. I spent $1,000 on that Utes, and... uh." We don't know. Like, rumor has it they changed their profile photo today. So maybe that means that they're actually going to give us the art that they told us was ready 24 hours after we bought the NFT, which has now been two months. But I digress because that's youths and, well, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But now, for these poor new newbies that have joined the scary world that is NFTs, that is Web3, they have to sit around to see what that picture is of that they made us spend all that money in. Now, let's also be real. At this point, and not be real like the social network, but be real as in real. Right now, they're probably thinking, I hate Discord. Because as we all know, when you first join and you first join your first Discord account, your first Discord server, what happens? Notification overload. And you are. You inundated with notifications of someone just bought something, Twitter raids and there's a poker night and then there's new art being revealed and then there's, have you signed up for this campaign or this giveaway and you need to sign authorization of this to to jump in and and participate in something and then heaven forbid these poor people these poor newbies in this scary world that they they thought they were trick-or-treating and just going to buy a, a photo because someone told them they could make money or there's this cool community exists or maybe they saw Paris Hilton talking about it on a, a late night show or something And then they finally realize Well, I better put on my calendar this art reveal day Well, the art reveal day comes and that uh, they're excited. Huh. they're like, you know what? This was kind of a trick But i'm ready for my treat So they go to their open sea because that's where they told they've been told they're gonna get their art And they're there on the day And they're just staring at the screen. They're refreshing the screen over and over again. And what's happening? Absolutely nothing. It's like getting fruit when you're trick-or-treating. Like, you don't want that. Like, what do I have to do to get this picture to show up on the day? And then someone tells you, oh, duh, you just got to go refresh your metadata. Um, Breaking news. In Web 2, nothing we've ever bought, ever, ever, have we been told, oh, after you buy it online, you need to go refresh your metadata. So now we have to teach them to hit this little icon that has a circle and an arrow on it. But don't worry, once you hit that, you're going to get a, a little annoying pop-up on OpenSea that you still now not have to refresh your browser. You might have to do it two or three times because that's how long it's going to take to get the art. And then, finally, after all of these scary steps and scary world, the art shows up and they're like, <laughs> hallelujah wait that's a different holiday they're like yes yes you know we don't have to say beetlejuice 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 we have made it we got our art and now the question becomes wait a second is this rare is this normal how, how much is it worth i just spent all this money i was told these things make money and then they look and there's this there's this offer on their nft but it says it's it's made with wheat and they're like, I don't like wheat. Why would wheat be giving me an, author, uh, an offer? I have Ethereum, and Ethereum is ETH. But this weird WETH has an offer on my collection. Should I accept it? Should I deny it? What does that even mean? It's for far less than the amount I bought it for. And then we have to tell people, oh, don't worry. That's just these collection offers that pop up everywhere. We're hoping that you sell it for less than what it's worth. And then they're like, but what is this thing called the floor price? Is that... How much someone wants to buy my nft for I'm like no 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 let us explain to you what floor prices are and average prices are and then you're like okay well i just want to list my nft for sale I'm like oh don't worry you can list your nft for sale these are marketplaces it is a decentralized world my friends this is where it's easy you can list your nft they go to click the sell button and now there's 13 options do i want to i do i want to do an auction bid do I want to do a bid for seven days, ten days, three hundred and sixty-five days? Maybe for the rest of my life, I want to put this thing up for bid. And then it tells you, "Do you want to make the? You want to put it in weath?" And you're like, "You know what? Maybe I'll use weath." But then you're like, "Well, how do I get my weath?" And then you're like, "Oh gosh, I don't want to deal with weath because it's a whole other off you know world, right?" And for those that are, you know, I'm joking because it's wrapped eth is what the weath is what I refer to the wheat. But think about this. Like, let me just stop here. I know I'm talking. Fast, I'm a little bit high energy. No, I did not eat a bunch of candy today, but I think it's important for us to just appreciate that we all survived this scary concept of onboarding. And I haven't even got to selling the NFT yet because heaven forbid we have to go list it because all of a sudden you're like, you know what, fine, I'm gonna list the NFT. And then it tells you you have to pay for it. And you're like, wait a second. If I have to pay to list my NFT, I'm going to list it for 365 days because I don't want to have to pay for it every time I list it. Well, little do you know, you don't have to do that. You only pay to list it the first time on each marketplace. But how the hell would we be supposed to know that, right? Like there isn't like a, a, a memo that pops up and says, hey, don't worry. It's, it's like this very cryptic message inside of your MetaMask that you're supposed to read. Well, then you list it for sale. And you just stare at the screen. And you're like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Someone's going to buy my NFT. I'm going to be rich. Bring on the ape coin. I'm going to be going to ape fests. I'm going to be the dead fellas king and queen. And you just sit there and stare. And we all know how that works. Nobody lists an NFT the first time for what it's worth. We all think our own NFTs are more rare than they are. You're like, did you not know? Then it has a captain's hat, it has one eye, it has a pink background, and it, is, it, it looks as if it is actually rare. So it must be worth more than the floor. So we list it for more than the floor, and then it doesn't sell, and then all of a sudden we're like, well, how do I know what it's worth? And this is the fun part, right? Because then we're like, oh, well, you just have to go check out these other tools, like a gem.xyz or ictools.xyz, or let me go look at this other platform called Blur. I mean, my friends... I, I walked around the neighborhood with my daughters tonight. There were a lot of scary people, especially boys. I'm so glad I have daughters. Man, I feel I feel for anyone that has boys. You know, I, I'm the oldest of three boys. I probably should call my mom after this. Actually, I probably ha- should have to call my mom because I don't ever call my mom enough. But I should probably call my mom and just thank her because these boys that were running around, if one of them would have ran into my daughter, yeah, I might not have been able to record. That might have been how we, we ended up with no episode in this podcast because... Jeez, boys out there, boys or boys. But what I was going to say is that I saw a lot of scary things on the streets, in the rain, in the neighborhood we were trick-or-treating in tonight, and none of that is as scary or even as close to as many tricks as this Web3 space has. It is something that we just have to appreciate It's something that we all need to work together to mitigate, to make onboarding not so damn difficult. I mean, think about all those things that, and some of you are shaking your head. Some of you are laughing. Some of you are like, please, Brian, slow down. You talk so freaking fast. And, you know, for those that don't know, wherever you're listening, you can probably go in your player, you can switch it to like 0.75 speed or 0.5 speed, and it might be a little bit easier to consume this episode today. But I say all this because, I think we don't appreciate ourselves and the journey that we're all on. The last thing I want to talk about is scary, is the scary world of Twitter. I've been a little frustrated tonight and last night on Twitter because there are some big name people, some influencers, and and we know that I don't think lightly of that word. I, I, I appreciate the word influencer. But there are some people in my feed, in my world, that have been posting things that say I think it's time I take a break from Web3. And one of them is my good friend Andrew. And Andrew posted a tweet and he said, you know, he got into Web3 as a journalist, started tweeting about the things that he liked and he bought. He grew a following, became an influencer. And now all he gets is hate and bullied and people claiming that he cost them money. And he said he feels like he is no longer likes opening his Twitter feed because it's just full of hate and nastiness and people that are negative. Well first of all if Andrew is a, is a great person in this space and I it like pains me that in this world that especially we are a freaking adults like take responsibility for your own damn decisions. I don't care if somebody tweeted out that this is the greatest freaking NFT since sliced bread. We're going to going to use the advice that every one of our parents has ever give us. If your friend was going to jump off the bridge, would you jump off the bridge? No, we always say no. And we have to say the same thing on NFTs. If your random friend stranger that you follow on Twitter told you to buy an NFT and you buy it, is it their fault or is it your fault? Let's be very, 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 very clear on that. But what I will say about this, and I want to be very, very clear. If your Twitter feed is full of negativity and hate, it is not Twitter's fault. It's yours. And here's the truth. It's because of the people you're following. You are not following the right people because I will tell you right now on my Twitter feed, there is a lot of love, a lot of collaboration, a lot of people building, a lot of people checking in on mental health. A lot. I, I posted a picture of that orange sky today and the amount of people that took pictures of their sky we were literally sharing our views around the world on Twitter. It is up to us to curate our feed and if someone is giving out negative energy or bullying, block them, unfollow them, remove them from your from your world. There is plenty of bad news and bad people around. All you got to do is turn on Fox News or CNN or your local news. There's plenty of that. I want to I want to challenge everyone. First of all, I can guarantee you're not following enough people on Twitter. Second of all, you're not unfollowing the people that are just full of negativity, hate, and are really just those scary, mean people that are keyboard warriors that have nothing better to do than to break down other people. So on to this Halloween Eve evening, Halloween, and I talk about all this scary nut side. I just want to say, I believe there are plenty of treats ahead of us, my friends. And there will be more tricks coming up. And, you know, one of the hardest things to get people to understand is making money on NFTs today and any day moving forward is not easy. There's no shortcut. There's no easy button. And unfortunately, there's still people that are resting on the fact that they could do it last summer at this time or last November at this time. And you want to know something crazy. A year ago tomorrow is when the idea of this freaking podcast came to life. A year ago tomorrow, I went to this meetup, this VIP meetup, where some guy named Gary Vaynerchuk was sitting with some guy named Mike, a.k.a. Beeple, and they were going to highlight this new documentary about how he made $69 million selling an NFT uh, you know, of his you know, 5,000 everydays. And it's wild for me to think that a year ago today, I had no idea or no aspiration or no thought about doing a podcast. And I will tell you, if I could go back and tell myself a year ago tomorrow... I'm not sure what I would tell myself because it's been it's been a scary roller coaster this entire 365 days. But I'm very thankful for the friendships. I'm very thankful for the community. I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I've been able to get to know people. I've been able to learn things. I've been able to experience things. And I believe there are so many rewards and so many treats for us at the end of this, uh, you know, this entire corn maze. But I also think we have to just be be honest with ourselves and say that the reason that this space isn't growing, the reason that more people aren't here is because we make it really damn scary to join this world that we want more people in. And so I think the challenge is out there that at this time, at next Trick or Treat, at next Halloween, when I'm doing a podcast episode on this day, because yes, my friends, the podcast is not ending on November 11th. It is just the season finale of season one we'll move forward with season two, and I will probably pretty much guarantee I'll be doing an episode around Halloween next year. And the thing that I hope is that I can do another episode about how scary it is, but rather than me talking about the 19,000 things that I did just talk about now, we've simplified it, we've made it easier, but maybe even more importantly than that, if you're still here next Halloween, I'm here to tell you thank you. I'm here to pat yourself on the back. Right now, you need to pat yourself on the back. You're listening to this podcast. You believe in the power of Web3. You're not scared away by the, the haters in the media. You're not scared of the unknown. You're, you have faith in, in the good of people and the power of community. And you believe that the blockchain is going to empower us to do things that we have never done before. Because that's what I do. And I believe, my friends. And I believe there are plenty of treats in there. My favorite treats are Smarties, Apparently, they're named something else in Canada, but I'm not even going to get into that for anyone else outside of the United States. I like Smarties. Uh, I like Reese Cups. Those are pretty much my two candies. Uh, I hate everything that's gummy and everything that's fruit-flavored. So pretty much every other candy that exists pretty much is something out up my alley. But I'm going to go crack open probably an IPA. Actually, I have one here sitting right next to me. It's a gummy uh, uh, IPA. And I'm going to have myself a, uh, a Reese Cup And I'm just going to celebrate the fact that although this world is scary and it's not easy to make money in this space and that the unknown is very toxic and there's so many, uh, you know, let's just say Jason's and Halloween's and and, you know, scary things around the corner. I believe good days are ahead, my friends, and that together we're going to do great things. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for sharing this out. Share this out with your friends and your family. Hey, if someone in your community is new to this space and they've made it, share this episode to them because I think they're probably feeling like they're alone and that they're the only one that we're scared shitless about this ridiculous thing called onboarding a Web3, but they're not alone because we've all gone through it and for most of us, we're still here and we're hopefully working to make it a better place for everyone. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Getting Started with NFTs. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me. And as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.